0: And welcome to the Happy Hour.
1: The always fun,
0: semi-informative,
1: always relevant,
0: and slightly irreverent
1: Appy Hour talk show presented by App Growth Summit.
0: So whether you're on your
1: way to work, winding down after work,
0: or you're just bored at work,
1: pop in an episode and take a quick shot of the Appy Hour.
0: Hey, Kalani—that That is Kalani, by the way. Kalani Ampich-Curtis. She is the uh, marketing specialist here at App Growth Summit.
1: Yes, I am. And I'm joined by the one and only Louis Tangay, founder and managing director of Afgrowth Summit.
0: Yes, thankfully for the whole world, I am the one and only. You <laughs> can't have too many <laughs> of these. <laughs> uh, who are we with here today, uh, Keilani?
1: We are joined by the amazing Jenny Pollack, lead subscription monetization manager at Together Labs, formerly IMVU. Hey, Jenny. Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going amazing. So as you know, we're in the in the middle of our season three here. Who thought we'd get past three episodes, let alone three seasons?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, glad to be here. Glad to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, it was great. Jenny spoke at one of our events. Was it Speak Her?
2: It was actually AGS LA.
0: LA, that's right. Uh, but since I mentioned Speak Her... Kehlani is also the global chairwoman of Speak Her.
1: Yes, I am. I am a woman of many hats. <laughs>
0: and uh, Jenny, it was a great presentation. Thank you very much for that. But anyone who read your article, oh yeah, you you also wrote an article that also was the same topic, so we just married them together on our blog. So if you want to see Jenny and read Jenny at the same time, go there. But since people know all that about you and some about your job, which we'll talk about in a little bit, tell us something that most people do not know about you.
2: Ooh, good question. So, a little bit of a riddle. My brother and I have the same birthday, but we're not twins.
0: <gasps> oh. He
2: stole my birthday. Three years and five minutes apart. Oh my oh, gosh, wow. exactly? Mm-hmm, Exactly.
0: So, because he's, like, the baby, does does he have, like, did he get, like, extra stuff growing up?
2: Oh, no. I'm a bit of a diva, so that was not going to happen. We all got our <laughs> own cakes and everything. It was is quite the ordeal. So, even to this day, I'm particular about my birthday due to that.
0: Did they say happy birthday to you first?
2: Actually, you know, this year they said happy birthday to him first, and I was displeased. Still. But all the other years, I get happy birthday first. So I guess maybe I can share one time. Give him one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every now and then.
0: Once a pandemic.
2: (laughs) Exactly. You know, and they frame it as that he was a birthday present to me. I don't think my brother appreciates that, but I think it's pretty funny. That's
1: hilarious. Most kids want a pony on their birthday, not a brother. A birthday snatching brother. (laughs) Exactly.
0: You know, uh, my dog might... pop in here or he might make snoring noises so if you hear some weird rumbling i'm not hungry it's my dog uh do you have any pets jenny do
2: i have a corgi he's seven months old his name is mr tater and he is on instagram so if you are check it out mr tater the corgi
0: mr tater the corgi no hyphens all one word exactly did you check out mr tater's instagram keilani
1: i absolutely did I am a sucker for a cute dog, and Mr. Tater has officially stolen my heart.
2: I'm so glad to hear that.
0: (laughs) So he must have came and got it from Palu, my dog.
1: Oh, yeah. Palu is is the one true dog love of my life. Don't tell my
2: dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dogs? Does that mean you have two?
2: I have three. Living the dream. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes, they stay with my mom, but I have Kobe 1 Kenobi. A mix of Kobe Bryant and Obi-Wan, Bellatrix, which is another Yorkie, and then Rocco, who is our Husky German Shepherd mix, um, who is named after a viral Wisdom Tooth video on YouTube.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So on trend with all the names.
0: Oh, she she's good like that. She even has TikTok and stuff.
2: Oh, wow. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out.
0: Are you a TikToker, Jenny?
2: Not by nature, but by work, um, you know, MVU is on TikTok. So I did download it the other day and I'm trying to learn. So if you've got tips, I'm all ears.
0: Yeah, try not to scroll for seven hours in a row.
1: Yeah, it sucks you in. It's truly addicting. Um, Do you have a favorite TikTok yet? Um, I mean, not quite yet. So I'd have to say
2: MVU's TikTok.
0: Uh, (laughs) So after a long day of hanging out at... Creating magic at IMVU and curl up with Mr. Tater. uh What's the drink? Since this is the happy hour, what's the drink that you wind down with?
2: Absolutely. So I love a good gin and absolute. tonic. Absolute. No, 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 gin and tonic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you said absolutely. I thought you were saying absolute. <laughs>
2: That is also a good drink. I feel like that was, you know, maybe in my college days, that was my focus there for the vodka. But yeah, now I like a good gin, like a local gin. It kind of tastes, people say it tastes like a Christmas tree when you have a gin and tonic, but I don't think so. I think it tastes Mm. like a nice lime pop.
0: That's quite the Christmas party, if you're knowing what the tree tastes like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Just a couple gin and tonics, you'll find out. How about you?
1: I am a tea drinker at heart. I am absolutely obsessed with chai tea. I have a local spot near the office that I always go to, and it is my one true drink love. Fantastic!
0: What's the name of that spot?
1: It's called Good Boy Bob in Culver City.
0: And it was named after a dog. After
1: the owner's dog, which if I wasn't already sold by the staff there, which is great, and their incredible chai, like I mentioned, the fact that he named... The whole business after his dog tells me everything I need to know.
0: It's very on brand for Kehlani.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: And we'll get to what else is on brand for Kehlani in a second. But this this ties into something that you had talked about before the show. Uh, what's the last show, Jenny, that you binge watched?
2: Oh, I think it was Sinner on Netflix. What is that? It's a murder mystery detective situation. Um, it's quite good. Each season, the detective carries through, but he's working on a different case each season, so very bingeable. Uh, Jessica Beale, I think, is in the first
1: season, so that's good.
0: Well, our Kehlani here. You spilled the beans, Kehlani. Tell her about...
1: <laughs> I am a true crime fanatic. I am absolutely obsessed. I listen to podcasts and binge all of the Netflix shows I can find. But I'm more of a true crime person. So the ones that are a little bit like Murder Mysteries are second place in my ranking. But if you like Sinner, you've kind of sold me on it and I'll have to check it out. Absolutely.
2: It's so good. So have you done the whole like serial podcast series then?
1: Absolutely. It is a classic in the true crime space. I remember the first season, which really made it blow up. Personally, I'm team Adnan. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So I watch or listen to those as well, um, but digging into the more of the true crime piece, what should I do next? I kind of got through that and I'm looking for my next true crime section to devour, whether it's on podcast or TV. What do you recommend?
1: For a podcast, Crime Junkie, it is my favorite. I am subscribed to their Patreon because, as I said, I'm obsessed. So much so that I will pay money to learn about more cases um, and on Netflix, I am a big fan of Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh. They did a reboot and it's really good. Um, I do get mad at the end when the mysteries are unsolved, which, <laughs> which I should have known from the title.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert.
1: Yes. I feel lied to. I always watch the episode and at the end when there's no conclusion, I'm like, what? I have to Google. I hop on Google and look up everything I can find um and mind hunter is another good one.
2: Oh, yes love mind hunter uh, well that's good recommendations i know what i'll be doing this weekend
0: <laughs> binge watching more death
2: <laughs> yeah pretty much
0: so you said there's a difference kalani you said that your number 1 was true crime and jenny's was the murder mystery thing like so so what's the difference like aren't they both murders and mysteries
1: some of them That are in the like fictional space aren't based on a real event that happened. I like hearing about the police investigations and the court trials that happen in real life. So that's my true crime take. But every now and then, if it's a compelling story and I feel like it could happen, I'm down for a good murder mystery. Mm.
2: Sometimes the murder mysteries will go a little bit where you can't believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that wouldn't really happen or, you know, no one would actually do that. And so there's a little bit of like you have to suspend disbelief for a little bit to get into it. So I I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, And there is definitely a split. But there's, you know, also Venn diagram with murder in the middle.
0: (laughs) Well, then also, though, like some of these things that you see that are actual true crimes, you're like, oh, there's no way. So like I would believe this if it wasn't if it didn't actually happen. That's true. Like, what's that other Netflix show? My uh, realtor was telling me about it. Was it The Serpent?
1: Ooh, I don't know that one. I haven't heard of that one.
0: I guess this this guy. Okay, here's the thing. Netflix did not pay us for this, so we should go send them a bill (laughs) anyway. The Serpent is a crime drama serial developed by Mammoth Screen and commissioned by the BBC. The eight-part limited series is, I don't care about that. What do you do? Based on the crimes of serial killer Charles Sovranj... Who murdered young Taurus between seventy-five and two thousand. So there you go.
1: Oh wow. Okay. That sounds like true crime. I'm ready for that one. It sounds a little bit like Mindhunter where they show like a fictionalized version of a real event.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, it sounds like that. I don't know if it's a series or um, you know, multi-part thing like the Queen's Gambit, but but my realtor says it was great. So there you go. Shout out realtors. <laughs>
2: The Queen's Gambit was fantastic.
1: Yes, it was great, especially the outfits. I went in for the chess drama and I stayed for the incredible outfits that happened. I think we should bring it back. You could. I love that. I I felt like with the outfits, they were dressing the main character
2: in a lot of like black and white and like checkered patterns to kind of like foreshadow the chess pieces. It was, it was interesting. I think they're doing a lot of uh, good messaging with the outfits.
0: You know, it's the first like rock star movie that they just made for a chess player, right? I mean, it's the same thing as like any other rock star tale. It's like someone got a lot of fame, got hooked on drugs and uh, found their way to still be a champion.
1: <laughs> a classic American story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> America. <laughs> so let's see, before we start talking nerdy and everything, what was your most memorable weekend, Jenny?
2: Ooh, good question. I would have to go with Back When We Could Travel. Pre pandemic times, we went to um, France and actually uh, spent a weekend in Strasbourg. And that was really great. A uh, little bit off the beaten path. Uh, you know, we also did Paris, but it was just really nice to hang out and explore like a smaller town in, in France and eat at all the cafes. Definitely worth the calories for sure. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. I can't wait for everything to open up so we can travel again. But The pandemic's kind of forced me to look at things I can do and places I can visit closer to home. Uh, I heard that you had a memorable trip to SpaceX not too long ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was good. Luckily, my partner's friend from like middle
2: school works at SpaceX. So we got to go um, and get a tour. It's a whole big deal. They like make you fill out stuff in advance and you turn your driver's license and they make sure that you're like who you say you are because rockets, right? And they let you in and you get to walk through the floor where they're actually making the rockets, which is pretty cool. And then um, it was surprising. Like I knew they were big and like there's also one outside that anyone can go see. And so like it's really weird seeing a rocket inside. Like that's just not an experience that a lot of people have, I guess. So they're really, really, really large. And um, it was also really cool because I got to see like the table that Elon Musk likes to sit at and like oversee the whole uh, area. So that was pretty good.
0: Did you take anything from his desk as a souvenir? (sighs) Not his
2: desk, but I was pretty committed to getting a cup and the gift shop was closed. So when we were in the dining area, I must say, they did have to-go cups. And one of the big things in space is redundancies. So I made sure to take two. I just stacked them and they're like (laughs) disposable cups. So like it was sort of okay to take them. And so that's pretty good. It may or may not be in a little case at my apartment. (laughs) So yeah, a good memento from that. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Can you send us a photo of the cup so we could put it in the show notes?
2: I can. I will certainly send you a photo of the cup.
0: That'd be funny. Jacked from Elon's desk. Not really. <laughs> uh, okay. Better story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Photos or it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah,
0: right. Elon drank from the cup itself and put it, uh, that would be a little creepy, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
2: It was, I think I'm the only person who drank from the cup. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: If, if he yeah. drank from the cup it would have probably like alien slime or something, cause he's not human. So.
2: Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's contagious. Like it, it's it's a concern for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder if the COVID vaccine helps against it.
1: <laughs> I love that. So Jenny, you are awesome and incredible. Mr. Tater stole our hearts. Your brother stole your birthday and you stole a cup from SpaceX. So that's all we need to know. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> She's living the, the wondering dream. <laughs> Okay, so it's time to talk a little nerdy because this has to somehow be an industry podcast, so let's talk at least for a few minutes about the industry mm-hmm. and some things and some strategies and things things.
1: We did say semi-informative.
0: It is it's <laughs> semi-informative in the loosest of those terms. <laughs> so name an industry topic that like you're really fired up about right now, Jenny, that you're excited about, that you're excited diving into every single day.
2: Absolutely. So I spend a lot of my time thinking about subscriptions and monetization and how to best do that. You want to get it in a spot that's really good for the users and providing value, as well as setting the company up for success. Uh, So right now, I'm actually doing a lot of user interviews. And that's always a really fun thing to do and spend your time talking to people who are actually in your product every day.
0: How are you setting that up? Because we hear a lot of the generic answers at uh, at some events. Of course, AppGrow Summit delivers the best, most detailed discussions. Naturally. But sometimes at other events, you'll hear like, oh, what? What? how can I make my app better? They're like, listen to your users. And then that's literally the end of theirs because they don't either want to reveal or just it sounds good. So tell us, how do you actually listen to your users, Jenny?
2: Absolutely. I think there's a couple of things that tie into this. So the thing that is really important to me is making sure that You're talking to the user segment that is relevant to the item that you're working on. So you want to make sure that you do some recruitment. Uh, We work with our data team to make sure we'll send in some uh, different variables and say, hey, I'm looking for users who logged in on mobile in the last 30 days. Can you pull a list? And they pull a list. They help us randomize it. And then we'll do a little survey to qualify and make sure that they maybe use the product that we're working on or the, the feature that we're working on. And then you can invite them to interview. And it's a lot of work. We actually use a site called the userinterviews.com to help kind of schedule and reward and that type of thing. One of the things that I think is important too is making sure that you do offer some kind of reward, but you don't want it to be too high to over incentivize people or to make them feel like they can't share their true feelings. And then when you're doing the interview, you want to make sure that you have a great session guide based on your research goals and It's good to work with cross-functional teams to make sure they get everything they want in the survey or else you might end up doing it again. So hot tip, definitely make sure to include your teammates on that piece. And then lastly, making sure that you look at all the data together. And then after a survey, you might want to follow up with interviews or with interviews, you might want to follow up with a survey to validate. So those are some nuts and bolts of what I do.
0: And if they do all of those things, those are super users.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, what was the most interesting thing that you've learned from the, that this interview process?
2: Yeah, the most interesting thing that I've learned is how passionate our users are. Um, we do have a lot of users with a long tenure. And so it's been really great to talk to them. I actually just this morning was talking to a user who's been on our platform for 10 years. And it's just really great to see like how long-lasting it can be for some people. You know, They sign on and it's virtual avatars talking to each other, moving through a virtual world and making connections. And it's just really great to see how excited people are and to get that reminder.
0: What's your average age demographic?
2: You know, we are all over the board. We kind of have two different sections. Um, We're seeing a lot of new users coming up on mobile that are a bit younger. So, you know, like high school um, and college age. And then we do have some users who have been with us for a while. Uh, Like I said, the guy who was with us for 10 years. We have a lot of those. So uh, we also have that older uh, demographic as well. And it's global, which is really fun. You'll talk to people who maybe live in the United States and they meet their best friend who's halfway across the globe and they meet and hang out on Envio.
1: That is awesome. I think it's such a unique experience, especially in mobile, to be able to have people that have been on your platform for 10 years That is an elementary school-aged child at that point.
2: (laughs) I think that uh, a lot of them were around before our mobile app actually launched. And so I I see what you're saying. Elementary-aged time with us. I get it.
0: Literally grew up on on your product. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. On top of being able to connect with those users, what's the most fun part of your job? Ooh. One of the things that I get to do is actually
2: work on design requests. So we have a great team of designers who will bring to life any sort of avatar scene that we need for an ad. And I love going through coming up with different ideas and pulling together like the composition, as well as tying that to the copy. And I just think it's a really fun creative break. Like I do a lot of strategic things, a lot of tactical things. And this is one of those tactical creative pieces that's just really fun to execute on and. Then, of course, see live in ad and have people clicking on it. And it's nice because there's metrics. You know, I can see how many people click and how much revenue is associated with it. Um, but it's just really fun to sit down and do that creative piece. You know, what should the avatars be wearing? Where
1: should they be? What's the scene? That's awesome. Do you guys sit down and come up with a whole scene and all of that and imagine, like, okay, and the avatars are doing this? Yeah. So what we do is figure out like
2: a content calendar of promotions. And then if there's any sort of themes, like maybe there's a holiday coming up and decide the copy. And then we make the creative to go with the copy. And it's actually really cool because for most of our promotions, we will use um, actual avatars. So we'll build the avatars and app and take a photo and, and use that. We'll do, of course, a little Photoshop to get the copy on there and all of it. But it, it is really fun and creative to um Decide, you know, what kind of top, what kind of accessories, what kind of hair, you know, you really get to pick every piece of it.
1: That's awesome. And you guys must have so much control over what your ads look like in this whole virtual scene because, again, everything's on this platform. Yeah. You know, the other day I was like, oh, I wish they
2: were like doing some spring in Monaco, like fancy. And so we did that for a VIP ad. And I think we might be doing some race car stuff coming up for the Indy 500. So it just kind of depends. Uh,
1: what's going on
2: and and what the vibe is that you want to, you know, share with
1: the users. That's awesome. I definitely see why you have such a loyal group of users on your mobile platform and on your web platform that's been around for quite some time. Yeah, thank you.
0: And now, unfortunately, all great things must come to an end, but we're not going to leave you like a Sopranos episode, Jenny. We're going to leave you instead with the dad joke.
1: Yes. that one. So, this is something near and dear to my heart. I'm not a father, I'm a faux pas, but I do love a good dad joke. <laughs> what would it be called if Batman called his pastor to bail him out of jail for theft, let's say of a cup from SpaceX?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't know what. Christian bail. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Huh. We should
0: uh, cue over like a rim shot to do over that. <laughs>
1: That'd be great. Naturally, I can already feel the people listening laughing.
0: <laughs> groaning, <laughs> laughing, groaning, <laughs> groan laughing. All right, Jenny, if people want to get in touch with you, besides going to the appgrowth summit.com blog and watching you as well as reading your article, watching your presentation, how can people get in touch? with you?
2: Absolutely. So I, like my dog, I'm also on Twitter. Jenny K. Pollock. So you can find me there. You can also email me. Someone else got the Jenny K. Pollock at Gmail. So it is Jennifer K. Pollock at Gmail. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very upset about this. But alas, there's not much I can do.
0: I bet you it was your brother.
2: Naturally. probably
1: was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, she'll never get the Gmail. (laughs) It's
2: true. All of my other social media is the same, except for that. You know, my partner, he even works at Google and there's nothing he can do. No special (laughs) treatment. Bummer.
0: On the record. (laughs) on the record (laughs) suddenly it's available next week
1: (laughs) the perks of having a partner at gmail
0: i wish all right jenny well thank you very much we'll see you soon
1: absolutely thank you have a good rest of your day everyone bye-bye bye
0: Hey, You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for taking the journey with us. And we hope you found it exactly as advertised where it was mostly fun and entertaining, but we did manage to get in a little tech talk in there as well. So you can kind of tell your managers that this was actually time spent doing work stuff. Trust me, we won't tell on you. Please subscribe so you can get notifications every time we release an episode, and please head on over to appgrowthsummit.com. Let us know what you thought, or let us know if you'd like to be a guest in a future episode or recommend the guest that would be absolutely amazing. Please tell all your friends and colleagues about the happy hour, and be sure to have lots of laughs until the next episode.